0: This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G Baby and the usual suspect Steve call upon special guest and acting spirit guide Miles to help us navigate 1981's psychically chaotic and curiously cryptic mindbender possession. Join us as we were treated to count them two tour de force performances from Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny and bore witness to an international alien love quadrangle, including a man squid perhaps microdosing the precursor to Cialis. You can take the car, but my son ain't calling that tentacled turtle torso Daddy. Let's wax this possessed porpoise.
1: Chase, don't do that. Back the
0: shop. All right, welcome to Waxing the Porpoise. Back again. This time we're looking at 1981's Possession, and we have a special guest yet again uh, on this episode, and I'm really excited to introduce and uh, talk about this one, because it's fucking weird. Uh, first of all, uh, you got myself, Jim G. Baby. At the helm here. <laughs> and then, of course, as always, we have our friend Steve, the usual suspect Steve, rather. Hello. from
1: <laughs> 10. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Tiffany's. Tiffany's.
0: <laughs> uh and then also we have uh this time we have special guest miles from the uh fellow friend of the straight chilling uh, community how you doing miles i'm doing good thanks for having me on yeah <laughs> can you tell me which Love kaiju it. that is play it one more time
3: mm-hmm. is that is that gamma is that a
0: gamma is, is that a sound yeah no it is it is yeah, okay it is yeah. No, false. It's a heavy ass coffee table being thrown across <laughs> a hardwood floor. Is it no. really? <laughs> no, no, yeah. It, it's it's gamera for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I know that's kind of tough cuz when I looked into it I was like, dude, there's like fucking like 15 different ones like screeches, so I was like we'll, we'll put his uh Definitely
3: one of the definitely one of the older ones.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I found one that I thought sounded the dopest and like the most like distinct, like nice. it had nice. a distinct kind of screech in there. But um, yeah, so a quick, quick bit of background. I know Miles from uh, the Straight Chilling podcast, they have their own Slack channel, which is like similar to, which is all the rage now to have like a discord server, fan bases come together and like, you know, share and, uh, and just it kind of, Builds a community around something, and so I met him through that. And uh, he's just a straight shooter with uh, upper middle management written all over him. And uh, I just thought it'd be, I thought it'd be fun to have him on. But actually, in in truth, it's uh, I think on the Slack you you kind of laid down a gauntlet, maybe not knowing where it would go, but you were like, you got it. straight chill, and you guys should review possession. And I was like, oh man, I've heard some weird shit about that flick and i was like fuck it i was like i was like game on if you come on we'll review it and we'll talk about it so, and he was like sure let's do it so here we are
3: yeah yeah and um yeah no, I, I don't think a lot of people have i don't think a lot of people have seen this movie it's 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 really hard to find
0: yeah i didn't realize how i don't know i feel like more people should have seen this because it was definitely on my radar like hearing about it its reputation which is we'll get into it, but um and if you've seen this before, you'll know. But uh I was surprised that it doesn't have like more of a following. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely
3: it's like the definition of a cult movie. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah, I actually I'll go back on that. There are some parts I could totally see and like Norm is getting turned off. Like, what the fuck is this? But I feel like if you stick with it from beginning to end, like the the ride it was a fun ride. But sure. um yeah, this is a weird ass, pretty obscure movie. Um, I, I'm really excited to talk about it. It's by at first like Polish names. Man, they really take me through a loop. But I, I went on to see how you actually pronounce this guy's first name because there's Z's and J's, but it's just Andre. Do I have that right? It's Andre Zilowaski. Nailed it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah i did some some googling and i'm I'm going with andre so it it doesn't look like that at all. It's a n d r z e j like oh, I think that's right. Okay. i watched I
3: watched some YouTube videos on it and they had mentioned them by name, but i it complete it's it's left me at this point.
0: okay, but that sounds <sighs> about right. Um, so yeah, this is actually, so this is a first time watch for me and Steve, I guess just getting right into the movie then too, my background is I had just heard it, heard about it, uh, like reputation. I heard that it was like, you know, fucked up. It was like psychologically like intense and Sam Neill was in it and it's a, a foreign film. Um, that's about all I knew about it. I didn't watch any trailers. I tried to stay away from anything about like discussing it and just kind of dove in Steve, I'm sure it goes without saying you'd never heard of this before. Nope, never heard of it. Knew nothing at all about it. What What's your uh,
3: history with this one? Miles? So I first heard about this on. Um, do you know uh, Rebecca McKendry?
0: Oh yeah, from, uh, Faculty yes. of Horror.
3: Yeah, yeah. Faculty. She uh, has a couple podcasts. I think her her latest one is uh, Colors of the Dark. But I've I've,
0: I've listened oh, okay. to her
3: for a while. Yeah, um, she's mentioned it a bunch on her podcast. They've they just mentioned about how. You know, they—it's really hard to find. Yeah, it is. You know, they—they basically just kind of say it's like a great, like underrated, like underseen movie. Um, and I—I uh, I had always looked around for it. It's not—it—it it is not streaming anywhere legally. Um, mm-hmm. all the DVDs and Blu-rays are out of print. Um, and uh, yeah, I um ended up, you know, scouring the uh the darker corners of the web.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was able to was able to find it
3: um watched it uh 2 months ago I just, so I relatively new to this movie too I just saw it I think in August and Oh then, wow uh, that was your first watch Yeah 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 and then um when oh, you okay. hit me up about being on the show and reviewing it I um actually got a decently priced co- blu-ray copy off of eBay I mean I think it was like 25 bucks which is like you know what you would buy for a new buy a new so
0: Yeah I I almost went that far because uh this movie is like It's got a lot of layers and I could see the director commentary like adding or just being interesting to try to get into his mindset while making this film. But um Well, and I saw there was multiple multiple versions of this movie. So I'm wondering, did
2: we all watch the same one? The one I watched was like just over two hours.
0: Yeah. The yeah. link I sent you, I think that's the most the full, definitive or has like less the the least amount of cuts. Um, the
2: official fully because I saw the US version, they said they cut it down to like ninety something minutes.
3: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think but, the I think the, the cut that's floating around on the internet now is the is a cut is a Blu ray rib from the latest Blu ray. So I think it's oh, I think okay. it's the same version. Like two two hours and nine minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right.
0: I, I saw this was actually on the in the like the UK, it was on the video nasty list for a long time until like nineteen ninety nine and they have there's a different nasty. version that they put out too. <laughs> <laughs> they they were they were getting a little silly with the video nasty list.
3: They they put everything on the video nasty list. Like
0: <laughs> I don't even know what sure that some is. Episodes. <laughs> It's like uh uh what is it? Is it I don't just think like there's a, a band list of
2: like, Yeah, basically nasty
3: in the uk yeah they just kind of <laughs> movies they deem that were uh they deemed you know harmful to you know basically children they didn't want children getting their hands on copies of horror gotcha.
0: yeah i was trying to think of like a counterpart to the u.s i don't think we've ever had anything like that we would just like rate it like nc-17 or like make it impossible to make money off a film like that or get your hands on it but um yeah the video nasties is Pretty interesting. I don't know a ton about it, but I saw that movie. Um, fuck, I can't remember the name of Sensor. You seen Sensor, Miles? I, I have was, not. I've heard of it. It's like 2019 or 2020. Yeah, it's relatively. I think it new. was a sh- a Shutter exclusive, maybe, or they just picked it up. I don't know if they like it was one of their own productions, but at any rate, it's really good, and it do- it centers on a gal who's a sensor, and. Uh, like deals with like the video nasties and like that whole world of, of watching these really fucked up films and having to give them a rating and stuff. That's a good movie, um, on its own, but cool. So yeah, that's, that's our, so relatively new for all of us.
2: Um, and it seems like a a video nasty list would be like such a treasure trove of cool shit to check out. You know, like if we had that here, I'd be really curious to see what was on it, but that's just me.
3: Yeah, and it, I think in the UK at least, if a movie got that label, it was almost like it almost kind of gave a street cred because it was like yeah. hard to find at that point. So it yeah. kind of made it more enticing for people to watch. Oh, I ironically. Could see that. Yeah. yeah, totally.
0: Like a badge of honor. like. Well, or, I mean, like, it's
2: like um, I think famously married with children was not doing very well, and it was about to be canceled, but then a bunch of people came out to like protest it because it was so offensive or whatever, and that gave the show its actual life because it just drew more attention to it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know that
2: at all. I, I could be wrong, but I've just kind of heard that. <laughs> and I'm going to just continue to repeat it. <laughs> Speak your um, truth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> facts, facts be damned.
0: Um, okay, so I don't really have a, a general direction on this one. Uh, I took a lot of notes, and then uh, at a certain point, I was like, "I'm just like I'm writing down what's happening, <laughs> like what I'm seeing on the screen." Like, I'm not—I don't have any like thought-provoking annotations because I'm just like taking in all this stuff. But I'll say I'm—I'm I'm probably a little bit biased towards Sam Neill, uh, but I think he his performance in this, especially at the beginning, kind of like sucks you in like what the fuck's going on with this guy i think he gives an awesome performance and as well as the the gal who plays anna fuck what is her name isabelle ajani yeah fuck man uh i haven't seen her in anything else i think the only thing the only other thing she's been in that american uh filmgoers would know of is she played opposite sharon stone in a remake i think it was a hitchcock movie maybe not uh diabolique which has palmitary sharon stone like 96 but um she almost looks like she has kind of a uh, – what is her name? The Italian actress. Is it um, – she was in The Matrix. It escapes me, but I thought she looked a lot like her. I wish um, I could help. I have no idea. I want to say it's Isabel, it. but that's not what it, it's. Oh, Monica Bellucci. That's Monica Bellucci. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I was that like, for yeah, sure. she's giving me those kind of vibes. But, um, yeah, so – uh, question to you guys like at the beginning it made it seem like our guy sam neil who we're centering in on his name is mark they don't come out uh, and say like explain a lot in this film but i took that he was like some kind of spy or like a fixer for some kind of intelligence agency or something or foreign government yeah
3: yeah it they don't they don't explicitly state it um i um after I first saw it, I kind of went to Wikipedia to check to see if I would missed anything because I'm sure I did, just plot-wise. And uh, it listed on there that he was uh, a spy, but it didn't, I don't okay. think it ever says that like outright. Um no. But it's definitely some kind of military. It's something where they need him bad enough where they fucking
0: <laughs> gun him down at the end. Whatever it is. Yeah, or like he he he's a valuable asset that knows things, and yeah. Uh, I, I like how they kind of built that like mystery in, and you're just you're kind of along for the ride, and you don't know what the fuck he does. But um. oh, and something
3: something I picked up uh, this watch around. Um, they they're going over a lot of uh, I guess his his case that he just got off of at the beginning of the movie, and um, I guess they're they are mentioning. I think it's either I think it's about the guy he's supposed to have been following, maybe, and they mention uh, something about pink socks.
1: Yeah, you guys remember yes. that.
3: Yeah, no. I wrote that down guy,
0: specifically with a WTF, does our subject still wear pink socks?
3: One of the guys following him at the end takes his shoe off to kind of fix his shoe. He's got pink socks on. I
0: just noticed that. Yeah. let this
3: go around. I don't yeah. know what that's about. Yeah. but <laughs> I was – yeah. Yeah dude i was
2: fucking confused from beginning to end Um, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
0: yeah i forgot usually at this point it's we ask steve since he's never i'm the one introducing him to new films well what'd you think of it And we go from there um i kind of gave mine so what do you think of this one steve because i think this is definitely outside your wheelhouse in terms of weird shit
2: yeah i feel like just to give a quick disclaimer to miles in case he's unfamiliar like i'm not a a movie file in any sense of the word. I'm like the special needs little brother who is brought along to the art museum and I have no idea what I'm looking at. So I just have really stupid opinions that I, I stand by. Um, (laughs) But I kind of give like a layman's perspective and uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here to give like a a better opinion uh, because I didn't, I didn't really care for this movie at all. And (laughs) Jim Jim has a really solid batting average with movie recommendations, but um this one was confusing to me and and not in like a a good like thought-provoking way. I feel like it just it just wasn't explained very well at all and it was done so intentionally it irritated me. Like I don't mind if movies don't exp- like I don't need to be spoon-fed every little piece of information, but I, I I appreciate when it's when it sort of comes together at a certain point and it's like, oh, okay, this is what's going on here. Like, yeah, they never explain what he does. Um there there are several points throughout the movie that we can get into later where I, 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 I could see my reflection in the computer, and I just had this look on my face like like what the fuck is going on and why? And this ambiguity isn't really adding anything to it. Like I didn't hate the movie by any means, but so if you imagine like, and I wanted to ask you Jim about this because I couldn't think of a good example, but if you think of like a graph or like a quadrant thing where, you know, left, left to right would be bad movie versus good movie. And then top to bottom would be like, I like it or I don't. So there could be a bad movie that you like, right? Or there could be like a good movie, quote unquote, that you don't like. But then there's the easy, yeah. like, good movie, I liked it, or bad movie, I didn't like it. I would put this one just below bad on bad to good. You know, not, not horrible, but I just didn't think it was that great. And, and kind of just below bad on whether or not I liked it. But I was trying to think of an example of a movie that you watch it and you're like, that's a good movie, but I didn't like it. Mm. So is there anything you can think of off the top of your head? Um,
3: North by Northwest. It's a, it's a classic Hitchcock movie. Um pretty consistent on the like the best movies of all time. And I watched it and it was there's nothing wrong with it. I mean it's fucking Hitchcock. Obviously he's one of the best directors of all time. Good action. Acting's good, actors are great, music's great, it's shot good. I just it didn't do it for me. I don't know why. It's in a genre Mm -hmm. I like. I mean it's a standard, you know, action thriller. It just whatever reason did not connect with me. It's just one of those movies where I was like, Oh, that that was a good movie. I Okay. It didn't do it for me.
2: <laughs> that's that's good to know because I couldn't think of any good examples because I've seen like nine fucking movies in my life. But <laughs> but watching this yeah. one, I could tell. Like, I bet this movie is better than I think it is. I just it just didn't. I also watched it at like eight thirty in the morning, so it might not have, <laughs> it might not say. have been the the proper time and place for it. Jim, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That was, we were talking just before this was like yeah, that's a weird early morning. <laughs> watch to take this in but um, yeah I was trying to think if there's something similar to this movie that's kind of out there and kind of surreal that's like uh, kind of lauded and like well known that I didn't really care for I'm just coming up empty only like I I can only think of like more superficial films like uh, I remember watching like uh, A Beautiful Mind and I was like whatever that's a pretty mainstream I can't think of anything I'm, I'm sure there I know what you're talking about the graph that you're explaining and I'm sure there's there's others better examples that I I just can't think of them right now but um so one one thing I will add
2: that I think may have taken points away unfairly is I have gotten in the habit of putting subtitles on for almost everything I watch now without even really thinking about it so when I went to put this on and you know I went looking for that little button I was like oh fuck and I don't know if if the audio quality was bad but there were so many times where I'm like, I, I can't, I don't know what the fuck they're saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, um, that was something that changed it a lot for me this time. Uh, cause I did watch it with subtitles cause you know, neither one of them are American. Um, they both have pretty thick accents. Um, yeah. and Oh, they're they're in distress a lot of times in this movie yeah. and they're screaming a lot of the lines. And there's a lot of lines. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck they said. And I watched it with subtitles. I picked up a lot that I didn't see, um, that I didn't pick up the first time I watched it. But yeah, I um, I've definitely seen my fair share of movies, but I'm not... I don't. I don't consider myself a cinephile. I mean, I've seen a bunch of movies, but I. I've always stuck to my very niche kind of nerd genres like horror, sci-fi. I'm just now getting more into like classic Hollywood, kind of getting those kind of all-time classic movies in. But art house movies, I'm just. I'm. It's not that I dislike them. It's just I haven't delved into them. I'm not the kind of person that can sit down and break down normally like an art house movie and break down the the metaphors and the the hidden meanings and stuff so this was kind of outside my wheelhouse as far as that goes i kind of got back-ended into it because it's a horror it's a quote-unquote horror movie um mm-hmm. upon, upon rewatch i don't really know if it's a horror movie it's got horror elements but but um yeah I kind of back-ended into this ended into this weird art house movie because it runs in horror circles but yeah, no, when, when Jim asked me to come on, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come on and talk about that. And then I had, like, an existential crisis. I was like, I don't fucking know what this movie's about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still don't either, which I think it's 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 fun to talk about. I was looking forward to talking about how much it doesn't make sense and, like, the surreal kind of nature of it. Because there's a lot of funny parts. Like, one thing I picked up on was just, like, um, how sometimes they're they're talking in this film to one another, and it it just it feels so unnatural or like yeah. and it and it just drops and it picks up and goes on to another scene and they're like I understand like the dynamic between you know a couple fighting and things being weird and trying to keep the peace, but this takes this that idea and amps it up to a hundred um On a bunch of different levels, but yeah, just, I noticed just some, the, the, the way that they interact with each other was just so foreign and I couldn't put on my finger. Like I couldn't put my finger on whether or not, is that because this is like an international film and this is like, you know, people interact differently, you know, than we're used to here in the States, or is it a product of like, it's time, like, you know, people used to be act and talk differently you know, in that are older, you know, or is it both or is it something else? I couldn't really put my finger on it, but um, it does feel very foreign and like weird the way these people are interacting with each other.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, um, I I definitely think that was intentional. I watched I watched like a a few quick videos about the movie. um, Just kind of do a little bit of research into it. And uh, one that I watched, I can't remember who it was by, but something I picked up on was um, he, he was mentioning how deliberate the because like you were mentioning, it the way they interact is very strange. It's not, not like how actual people talk. And um, yeah, he was saying that um, he was saying that was intentional because that when the director made the movie, uh, he he had gone through his own divorce, I guess, recently. So a lot of the stuff he was pulling from the movie, yeah. was through personal experiences. But um, the way the guy in the video who was talking about the movie was explaining it was um, when you go through like a hard breakup, uh, you act very irrationally. You do a lot of crazy shit. If, I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys have ever been through a bad breakup, but you feel like you're losing your mind if it's really oh, nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this movie captured that. But he was saying that um, if, if you kind of if if it's years later and you kind of look back at that time, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? None of nothing I was doing made any sense. I was acting completely yeah. irrationally. And, I, and he was saying that this movie captures that. It's kind of getting that you're like, what the fuck are these people doing? But people going yeah. through a breakup. I mean, you act very irrationally. <laughs>
0: I think the thing that really drove that point home was when Sam Neill at the beginning is in the fucking rocking chair (laughs) and he's rocking back and forth. Dude. And what's cool about that too is not only, they're not just shooting him rocking back and forth, like maniacally, like he looks like a fucking maniac and he's sitting rocking in this rocking chair. But the way that, that camera effect, how they kind of followed him back and forth with the camera added to that. And, like, the thing that he says, too, is just so weird. Like, it, it it, made me laugh unintentionally, I'm sure. But it was, like, a little point of levity when he's, like, I'm not interested. I came to tell you that I can't live without you. <laughs> and right before that, they're, like, at each other's throats and shit's wild. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's, like, he wants to get back with her. And that's a theme, too, like, back and forth. Like, he's there they're being completely fucking crazy, but he wants to get back with her for some reason. And then there's a certain point where that stops, but yeah, like the big, that, that first part of him just like completely like looking like shit. And uh, like, he hasn't slept in three days rocking in this chair. I was like, okay, this is the kind of experience we're going to have, like almost kind of like a fear and loathing kind of vibe a little bit is the closest thing that I pulled from, but sorry, I stepped all over what you were about to say, Steve. I'm sorry.
2: Oh no, it's okay. So to your last point, yeah, I've had nightmares that were less disturbing <laughs> than, some, than some of these like fight scenes, just as far as like yeah. discomfort. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just, I thought the acting was really bad. I don't know. Really? If it was the, I don't know if it was the dialogue or because the dialogue kind of felt like what you said, foreign, where my thought was like, it sounds like this was translated from a foreign language into English and it just didn't sound right like the way they were talking like it just didn't mm-hmm. flow so maybe it's not bad acting but it was just the the uh, dialogue but yeah like what Miles was saying about when you look back at like weird shit you do during a breakup the part where he's like if I just lay down in front of you are you going to walk over me and he just like lays down like a baby right in front of her. like <laughs> that's such a weird desperate like if I lay down in
0: front of you you're not going to leave <laughs> oh man yeah he does a couple things that are fucking just like come on guy oh and one thing too it it really threw me through a fucking loop and i think i'm trying to piece it together on the back end after only watching it one one time because i think this is a kind of film like definitely i'm gonna rewatch and like see how it hits me but this one def it, it, it almost like beckons uh a second or third watch to like let it wash over you this film too it feels kind of jumbled it felt like was this is this a flashback when it shows him he's got five o'clock shadow and it looks like he's like is he on smack like is he like a junkie and he's like he picks up the phone he's like like he can't talk and then he's like (laughs) wallowing in a bed for three days like coming down and that part i think it was three weeks is that what it was? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, I, yeah. When, oh, when, yeah. Because he wakes up and asks like a hospital, or I don't know if he's at a hotel or or a fucking like a hostel or something. And he's like, "How long have you been here? Three weeks." Yeah. And he's clean shaven, but it's like, how did he end up there? And what was causing him to feel that way? Was that just like of <sighs> well, from the breakup, or was yeah? fucking I thought that vendor?
2: was I thought that was right after he left the house after the breakup and that that's kind of what I picked up was like, Oh yeah, he's gone off the deep end and he's like having a mental breakdown. And then that's when okay.
3: he, I don't know. Yeah. And he, yeah, go, he goes back and yeah, he, he goes back and he finds uh, their son. He's been there a couple days or for some
0: yeah.
3: undefined amount of time by himself. I did read that the direct, that happened to the director, him and his wife that went through a breakup and he left and he came back and he found their, her, their son who had been there. I don't know how long he'd been there by himself, but she had, she just peaced out and he found their son like in the middle of the floor with like food all over his face. Like, like in the movie, I was like, holy shit.
2: That's funny that the director took from his own life experience. He's like, okay, the wife's going to be a whore and she's fucking, (laughs) She's fucking a demon, and she's emotionally unstable, and
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that part hit me like kind of in the nuts, like having kids, like seeing him, and he's got the jelly all over his face, and like I was like, oh man, that's like a different kind of horror that like that hits you, and then, but th- that's the other thing that that's weird. Like this movie is like super like. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's my cat Steve, dude steve's cat just got right in front of the camera and he is or she is <laughs> chasing, like staring
3: directly directly into the camera Love yeah that. like
0: into she, your soul right now she's a good girl and she looks like it's like clifford because it's like <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's so awesome. um oh i was gonna say like for his Uh, The other thing that kind of kept me on my back foot this whole movie is, like, it's very, like, surreal. And this movie is just fucking weird, let's say it. Um, But then there, it's, like, punctuated with these, like, very real moments where it's, like, Sam Neill or or whoever is trying to do the right thing, you know? And, like, he says he sees the kids being neglected and, like, he, like, cleans them up, you know, he's putting them to bed, he's taking them to school. There's these scenes where it's, like, it's getting back to, like, some normalcy. He's kind trying of to do the right thing he's beating the shit out of his wife and <laughs> <laughs> then, then that happens yes um yeah it's just like this and and then yeah it'll dip back hard in the other direction and like all of a sudden Anna his wife is back and she's like taking clothes and like I gotta finish the laundry and she's taking clothes and stuffing them in a fucking fridge. the fucking fridge <laughs> it's like dude what's happening she's making sausage um, yeah <laughs> That scene, fucking, I was like, ugh. I was like, okay, so finger, she's gonna chop off a finger, she's gonna mash up her hand. I was, I kept waiting for it, like with bated breath, but that didn't happen. Matt, uh, the, the, the scene too that say, I thought, oh, go
3: ahead, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna, I was just gonna say that that other scene too, where it's like Sam Neill's like, okay, I'm coming to grips with this. They meet in this like restaurant, and that was like highly comical because <laughs> everyone else is just like having their cafe latte in the <laughs> afternoon, and like they're sitting like adjacent seats not looking at each other and yelling at the top of their lungs at each other i was like oh man this would be so awesome to like be a fucking fly on the wall
3: the
0: the shit the shit they say
3: to each other the shit they say to each other it's those things that when you go through a bad breakup where it, it you don't even mean it you just want to hurt them as bad as you, you that oh yeah they're hurt <laughs> she the thing that makes him flip over the table that finally tips him over the edge she said something around, along the lines like they're talking about the, the guy she's she's Sleeping with, and she says Heinrich. Something, something says Heinrich. Yeah, she, oh, I have a bunch of shit to say about Heinrich. Heinrich, by the way. Oh but yeah, <laughs> the, the shit uh, the. She just, 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 says to him that thro- tips him over the edge, where he starts throwing everything around. She says something along the lines of, "What she say? I wish I met him before you, so I, and I would never have had our son, or something
0: like that." Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, boom, smokestack. He's flipping <laughs> shit. I thought though I I wrote down specifically, "cold blooded" in all all caps yeah. was when he's like, "I've decided not to see Bob, like his <laughs> son." He's like, and he's like very cold about it. He's like. But yeah, that part is intense where it just like sets him off and he's flipping tables. He has to be subdued by like five people. Um, but then that's kind of like where it becomes real. Like, at least I understood it more. It's like, okay, there's, so there's like this weird love triangle going on Mm -hmm. and it really dysfunctional, like fucking disgusting people, uh, at the heart of it and so that yeah that kind of that enters uh heinrich so and i should say too i was a little confused at the beginning where this took place it took kind of a while to be like okay i think we're in germany and i'm it ended up being there in west germany right
3: yeah the berlin walls and a lot of scenes yeah
0: yeah so before that i was like it felt like it could be anywhere like in like central or like maybe Eastern Europe. I was like, are we in like Switzerland or Turkey or, but yeah, so we come to find out. So they are in Germany. Um, and then, so this German dude, uh, Heinrich, who's quite a bit older, Sam Neill finds out around the way, like via Anna's friend, uh, that she's been fucking around on with this Heinrich dude. And one of my favorite, and, I, again, I don't know if this was entered in with this intention, but he goes to confront Heinrich, Sam Neill does, and he says this.
1: You want me to break down the bloody door? You don't have to, it's
0: open. <laughs> that part, dude, I laughed my fucking ass He's like, you don't have to, it's open, man. I'm, I'm talking to you. Like, that was a nice, like, point there's only like one or two, maybe three points of like levity in this film, but that part just got me. But so he shows up and confronts this Heinrich guy. And that, this is a whole weird scene um, for a lot of reasons. I think it's got like a European thing going on here too, but like the way Heinrich's like studying and like, kind of like, it's or like the, a dance shirt, shirt going on. His shirt is unbuttoned like to
2: his belly button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 5 buttons down. He's caressing Sam Neill. He's kind of like it's like what's going on here? Are
3: yeah, um, these guys going to
1: fuck? It, it <laughs> Yeah. It's
3: it's the one guy if you if you find out your wife has been fucking somebody else, he it the the one guy you picture in your head who you're like I pray it is not this guy. It is yeah. it is Heinrich. This Yeah. This, this Euro trash fuck boy (laughs) who's a pseudo spiritualist and spouses bullshit philosophy he has two buttons on his shirt buttoned at all times (laughs) and and you're like well at least I could probably kick this guy's ass and he beats your ass using yoga poses like it's the worst (laughs) like the
1: worst timeline
0: I thought I was like this is the human embodiment of like Pepe Le Pew yeah like this is who this guy is, but yeah, he would be like, he's like the prototypical like Lothario motherfucker that's just been fucking you over for a year. This guy, but yeah, that fight scene is pretty pretty funny too because oh god, I don't know what that po- pose is when he lines up for that kick. It looks like he's like finishing like a bowling strike,
1: yeah. and
0: he like <laughs> kicks his leg back like Bird style and walks up and just like. What's, uh? Samuel eats a boot right in the mouth. Is it
2: called capoeira? Is that like, not that specifically, but like the dance fighting.
3: Have you heard of that? Yeah, it looks, it looks, yeah, capoeira. Yeah, it's Brazilian. (laughs) Yeah, it looks very different. It does not look like that.
2: (laughs) But he was doing these like weird dance poses mid fighting. Like, yeah. (laughs) I was also confused when, when Heinrich calls the house and he's like, hey, your wife's staying with me or whatever. And then when he finds out who he is, he calls and the mom answers and he's like, This is um, you know, her husband. Is she there? And she's like, No, she hasn't been here in a while. It's like, Well, wait, what does that mean? Is that something I'm supposed to
3: notice? Like, was that not him that called the husband? Um, when when she Oh, um no, I see so I, I think yeah. at that point she was living in that other apartment where she's growing the squid thing. Yeah. I think she might so, have
2: so he answers the phone and it, and he's like, "This is the guy. She's staying with me, whatever." But then when he goes over there, she's not there. I wasn't sure if I was I was reading into that something that wasn't there, like oh, it was the spirit who
0: called or whatever. I don't know. I think she might I think
3: she might have been lying. I think she was lying, saying she was there. If I, I might have been reading that wrong, but
0: yeah, there's something weird going on. With well, because
2: I thought it was Heinrich, Heinrich on the too. phone, or it was supposed to be, and then when she called. Heinrich's mommy answered the phone and was like, "No, I haven't seen her. I miss her. It's been weeks.
3: I don't.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah she I think it could was, have it been was, lying, or yeah.
3: It was definitely vague for sure. I
0: I wrote. I made a note, especially at this point, right around the Sam Neill looking nuts, uh, rocking aggressively in the chair. I said, I put this movie is bonkers, but in a, in a like terrifying. Uh, mindfuck kind of way, not goofy bonkers, like really highly dysfunctional, uh, disgusting people. And it remind me of the line from Goonies where Chunk is like running down. He flags down the people in the van and he's like, Hey, Oh, thanks for helping me. I just escaped from these really disgusting people. The Fratellis, you may have heard of them. And he turns on <laughs> the cabin light and it's the Fratellis. <laughs> and he starts singing. He's like, <laughs> And he's like, Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Anyway, huge side tangent. Um, so, yeah, th- so this is right around like the 45-minute hour mark, I think, where we're at uh, after Heinrich's been confronted. And then we find out like, yeah, that there's like there's yet another place or this turns into like it's, it's no longer like a love triangle. It's like a fucking alien fuckhouse quadrilogy. Then you find this alien all of a sudden or this monster creature in this dilapidated like house in squalor with like blood and it looks squid like and it's like whoa what the fuck is this all of a sudden cuz i was i thought there was going to be some kind of like religious or cuz with the name possession i was thinking yeah. like there's going to be some kind of like demon spirit and it it goes definitely like into like like monster weird gore shit going on which yeah. i uh, I liked that kind of downshift because I was expecting something way different. Um,
3: so
2: one, yeah,
0: sorry, you go
3: ahead. Oh, I was saying no. It, it definitely, it definitely takes a turn
0: um, there for sure. Um,
3: <laughs> and a little bit before that, Sam, Sam Neil hires the the worst uh, private eye yeah. of all time. Oh my
2: god, <laughs> the the following was so fucking bad. <laughs> He is never,
3: he is never further away than three feet from her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the
2: least conspicuous person of all time.
3: And a bunch of weird shit happens. Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I kind of thought this movie was going to take a different turn where, uh, because I I kind of figured it was Germany based on all of the signs in German and the walls throughout the city. I figured, okay, so this is during the cold war. So this is going to be in, in Berlin. And there were a few different or a couple different scenes where it showed guards from the other side looking with binoculars into Sam's apartment. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe they're going to try to loop the wife into some weird like counter espionage thing like she's involved with the other side. Mm -hmm. And so then when she wasn't at Heinrich's. And they, they hired the private eye to follow her. I was like, okay, this is gonna be cool, like uh, she's a spy for the other side and it's gonna be like an actual interesting movie that's not confusing as fuck. And then yeah, the, the, the PI who follows her was just like not only was he following her so closely, but he was like making his presence known every fifteen seconds. He would like bomb by her and then come back by, try to try to do it casually and and then follow okay. her on the train. Ten feet away, one of the only other two people in the train.
1: Yeah,
3: the other person on the train, uh, a homeless man, I think, who eats a banana. Who eats a banana?
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Oh yeah, that was weird. He just like comes in and's like, "This is mine now." Like,
2: <laughs> just reaches <laughs> well, in her grocery a, bag. Of all eats. of all places for her to sit, why the fuck would she sit right next to the the wino?
0: Yeah, fair.
2: <laughs>
1: she was, I, asking, would, for Jim, was it- asking for it.
0: <laughs>
3: She's those was it a couple episodes I was listening to Jim where you were talking about people who sit directly next to you in the theater when they have the entire oh, theater. God. Oh yes. yeah. God! <laughs> just had that She's that person. I
0: think recently. Yeah. Yeah, that um, the worst.
3: Uh, one other thing I noticed, um, actually, and I did notice this at, at first. I had I, wa- I watched a review and it was pointed out to me when the private eye is following her and she kind of beelines into the apartment. Uh-huh. uh and he they're they're along the wall and he he kicks that thing that's laying on the ground did you guys notice what that was
0: no was it like a rat or like a fucking it was like a head kind
3: of, oh shit it okay. was a head yes he kicks he there's this thing on the ground it's, it's a really wide shot so it's hard to tell what it is and he fucking just boots it i guess out of frustration yeah.
0: it's a fucking head. <laughs> I saw a little bit of hair on it. I thought it was like some big ass fucking rodent, like a nutria or some shit. Like huh. yeah, yeah he just the, yeets this his gross head. Place.
3: Damn, I didn't pick up on that. And it's not explained at all. Yeah, he just yeets his head into the burrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't notice that so at all. Yeah. The, the another part too, like, so what I thought was gonna happen was like it, it, this part was definitely starting to give me like kind of like Hellraiser vibes. So it automatically made me think from that, like, oh, okay, there's this creature, they fuck all night, and she's like inextricably like linked to this thing. So I thought it was like, oh, she needs to feed it. And like, okay, here's the, like introducing this PI this is food, but then she just kills him. And so it's like a different purpose going on. Like I, th- I thought for sure, like, okay, she's like harvesting for this creature that's growing. And maybe she is too. Maybe that is happening, but it wasn't like, I figured like right away they were going to like show that, like we've already got a hint of the creature. And then someone comes in, I figured, you know, she like knifed him or cut him with the bottle to the neck wine bottle. Then, yeah. Yeah. That part, that part was it. awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Um, But yeah, like, it it didn't seem like that was the motivation. It was more like to keep the thing safe, especially as it got the movie progressed. It was like she was doing everything she could to, like, shield people from this creature. Not necessarily, like, trying to draw, like, spider in the fly kind of thing. to sustain it or make it grow but maybe that was part of it because once we get to the end it shows like it's it's able to grow and create like clones and shit too so that kind of dynamic i wish they would have touched on a little bit more but i'm i'm fine with it it's not a knock uh against it yeah the the movie
3: is it, it and I, I was kind of hoping for some kind of explanation or some kind of set some kind of stakes uh because and i this this time around, my opinion of the movie dropped a, a little bit because that first initial watch, I was just taking it all in. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. All this random stuff's happening. This time, I kind of mm. knew what to expect. And as I'm watching it, I was like, I kind of wish there was a. I mean, I appreciate metaphor and symbolism as much as anybody. I was like, I, I, I kind of wish there was something a little bit more tangible here. Like, I I, I never really understood what the stakes are. I, like, I, if it's just endless right. metaphor, I, you know, fine, but not, not really my. Favorite type of movie?
0: Yeah, I wish they would have explained like specifically what the fuck this thing is and what Mm -hmm. its goal is. It just yeah.
2: Well, I mean that's that's kind of my thing again as a as a layman. When things are so like reliant on oh it's a metaphor it's an allegory for for you decide what it's like it it seems like kind of a cop out because you know I I read a, a couple things where it's like this is a an allegory for, you know, divorce in general and all these like crazy theories where it's like, okay, well, I mean, it could be that, or it could be like, if you're the person who made the movie, are you trying to convey a message? If it is, if you are, it's very unclear. Like, I mean, even going back to uh, point of confusion, number 15 for me, <laughs> the, the school teacher who looks like the wife, like, okay. Um, yeah, yeah I'm with you so far. You know, and then there's really no explanation for that. And then later, there's no real explanation for the creature who becomes the doppelganger for the husband. And like one of them is a bad version. One of them is a good version. But there's no explanation of like, well, where did the fucking woman where did the wife doppelganger come from and how? Yeah. And I mean, the husband came from, I assume, the creature that she was fucking like she Mm -hmm. was creating. Okay, so where did her? Doppelganger come from, right? And why and why did she look so much prettier than the wife?
0: And it made me think: Is the creature like a vessel that keeps like that stays and is singular, and you can feed it or do whatever? Whether it's like time that allows for it, but like, is it like gestating these clones, and you can like attach it to or like some somehow kind of like signal it. Like, I want you to make a copy of this, or is it just like a one and done? Like this creature becomes the Sam Neil doppelganger. And then there's like other creatures. Like, what is that? Uh, that was a part that confused me too. Like, um, because yeah, the clear it, it's like the wife has a doppelganger too. That's the teacher that's coming by. And it's like the antithesis of her. She's like very sweet and like a normal human and not this crazed lunatic protecting a fucking, Uh, alien sex toy. Um, Yeah, that part was weird, especially to like his interaction when he's like walking the kid up to the class and he's like, he says something about her hair. Is that a wig? Is that a wig? Yeah. 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 That interaction was, I was like, what is that? Just another one of those weird things.
3: Yeah. It's implied that, um, that she, that she also came from one of those creatures because she has green eyes the wife doesn't have green eyes and the Sam, when it, uh, when the creature fully turns into Sam Neil, it also has green eyes. Yeah. Huh.
2: But like why and
3: how Right, exactly she, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. That's, that's the question. You're like, okay, I, I get it, but, but
0: why? Yeah. I think one of the things that I was, I focused on, but I'm stupid and I couldn't extrapolate, but I think there's something there is when she's, she, uh, Anna, uh, she has a couple little like monologues or things she's saying. And one of them, she keyed it that I picked up on was she goes off on this tangent where she's talking about faith and chance, that little part. I was like, there's, there's something here. Um, but again, I'm really stupid. And I think I like my base level, uh, uh, brain was like, okay, so, you know, faith and chance, uh, are we talking like, you know, fate, destiny, and, and, you know, just belief? Like, yeah, like I, which one weighs more for you? Or are you, are you agnostic? Like everything's random and everything's chance, you know? So there's something there, but I'm, yeah, I think I, I, watches would benefit.
3: What added on the confusion. Uh, and when I was uh, watching it this time, she, I thought she was saying fate and chance. Like fate, oh, like yeah. something's destined yeah. to happen, and chance. But when I was watching, when I watched it this time with the subtitle, she's saying faith, like F A I T H, and chance. And I was like, "Well, those aren't. How are those related?" I was like, "Faith and chance, I understand, but faith and chance? I was like, I don't really. <laughs> I was, that makes it even more confusing. I don't know how those are related, yeah. like."
0: Yeah i thought about that like faith in like you know believing in something and like trying to stick mm. to it and and then whereas chance you just let it all fucking ride and and let's see what happens but you're about to I, go into the monologue yeah. from signs are you the type oh, yeah. of person who sees signs <laughs> <laughs> god dude signs is a banger though swing um, away yeah that was more that's the only movie i've ever seen in a fucking drive-thru and it was fucking rad man it's a drive-in drive-in sorry (laughs) um
2: i was at a taco bell and i watched this movie in the (laughs) drive-thru um for just watching it in the the drive-thru sir your change
0: (laughs) It's like, hang on, there's hold some on, fucking Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tinfoil hat on, like, <laughs> now we can talk. Uh, okay, so I don't even know where we're at. Because so then, this he, movie so then is so he sends
2: Heinrich to the house to presumably dude. get
0: himself killed. Yes, I love that part. I, I, I tried to, what did I? Oh, yeah, when he's on the phone and like, so backpedaling a little bit, like Heinrich is starting to get a little weird like like he's wondering what's going on with anna and so then it's his intro to like oh you have this fucking squid creature that you're fucking and like housing this is weird and he gets like stabbed and then so he's in a spot and he calls sam neil like hey i need your help fucking he's like kind of broing down like hey we're in this together we got a save her we gotta help her and i love like how like sam neil's like oh yeah this is my chance i can fucking just stick it to this heinrich guy and he's like
2: well and he totally he says, set
0: him up like oh yeah i found out oh, where yeah. she is. go and check it out yeah and
2: then
1: <laughs> yes you know,
2: i i omitted that part. mr yeah. you know mr dance fighty who can take down a, a grown man just by like double karate chopping him <laughs> Can't see a woman who's te- obviously telegraphing a stab,
0: like yeah, to his fucking chest. You can't deflect that at all. But well, it was weird. She was like doing these weird little cuts, and she was like, he was like letting her. It was yeah. like that weird thing going on, and then she goes like real yeah. deep, and he's like, oh fuck, he got yeah. my like, yeah. an artery. Like, whoa! Like I didn't see that
2: coming a mile away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That whole. That interchange but yeah the 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 line when um sam neil's waiting and his trap's been strong he's he says um stay and bleed a while i'll be there as soon as i can and he just dude he's just soaking that whole moment up like i wrote it earlier but yeah oh man I, I wrote it a little bit earlier down and like at about maybe like the 40 minute mark. And I was like, dude, Sam Neill is unhinged and like, and to her credit too. So is the Anna gal. The gal played Anna Isabella, Ajani. She's fucking, just, yeah. The, both of them are just going for it. They're, scene they're in. Like scenes, they in. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The, sub, the subway scene in, in the hallway. Dude. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. The subway scene. Let's come back to that. But the scene, the scenes with those two fighting together, yeah, it was almost like a challenge of who can overact more. You know, it's like an yeah. arms race of mm-hmm. who could just be more fucking <laughs> bananas than the other person. Because, but yeah. Anyway, the subway miscarriage, crazy whatever, scene was
3: fucking wild.
2: I'm drinking my yeah. coffee at like nine in the morning. Like,
3: okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude
3: there are long stretches yeah. of the movie where it's just her screaming where she's just and then start gasping and
0: yeah
2: and <laughs> or when she's yeah, like looking I, at looking up at the cross like
0: <laughs> oh yeah dude that part's so weird yeah, yeah, she just goes into a church and she's like up at the like crucifix of like Jesus and she's like <laughs> I was like dude what's going on um, huh. lady you're scaring so- us <laughs> yeah, I, I there's one piece of trivia off IMDb, I think that like perfectly encapsulates. So that gal who played Anna Isabel Ajani, she said, uh, quote, possession is the only type of film you can do when you're young. Uh, he, Andre Żuławski, is a director that makes you sink into his world of darkness and his demons. It's OK when you're young. Because you're excited to go there. His movies are special. He he totally focuses on women as if they're lilies. It was quite an amazing film to do, but I got bruised inside and out. It was exciting to do. It was no bones, bones broken, but it was like, how or why did I do that? I don't think any other actress ever did two films with him. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's intense. Yeah. So, and Sam Neill commented too on that, like the, how rigorous the, the shoot and the, and the filming was and putting it all out there. He says, uh, I call it the most extreme film I've ever made in every possible respect. And he, the director asked us, asked of us things I wouldn't and couldn't go to now. And I think I only just escaped that film with my sanity barely intact. I was like, Oh dude. Yeah. Like he was like, (laughs) He was right there, you know, he was going for it and he was like, like getting so close. Like I barely left the film with my sanity <laughs> intact. Like that's and crazy. Sam neil has been in
3: some intense movies.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Being a big Sam Neil fan was the draw and he definitely didn't disappoint. But like the, I, I, I put to, you know, like some of the, like the, the camera angles that they use, like some of like the, like. Uh, the artistic decisions that they made kind of added to the surrealism for me of the movie. Like it was, it was, uh, it felt the same, like it jived with how crazy and how big these people are acting. They had very few like uh, musical cues as well. But when they did sprinkle them in, they were really like, off-putting and like Mm -hmm. like some of the camera angles like where the it it looked really low like you were at like the actor's ankles and it was kind of and then it was doing these weird kind of back and forth i i really like that about this film it added to like the um the surrealism the the uncertainty of what the fuck's going on with all these weird kind of angles and everything but um yeah,
3: I don't know who did the I, cinematography, but it it looks great. Like the the way it's shot. Yeah, like there's some really interesting shots in it. Yeah,
1: yeah and
0: the I only thing say, like my mind could pull was like from like Fear and Loathing, um, like so, like some of the way things like kind of pull in real quick and like kind of it, it it felt like it was an, another performance. Like it really came across mm-hmm. in in watching this film. Sorry, Steve.
2: No, you're good. I was just gonna say, I I do I did really like the cinematography or whatever, like the aesthetic of the movie mm-hmm. that they went with. Yeah, I meant to say that
0: earlier, but I like. Yeah, it. it felt like it, it it matched like the the zany or maybe not this is the right word, but just like this, like the sense of unease and uncertainty from scene to scene. Uh, it it synced up well with what they were. Uh, portraying um
2: so heinrich in the bar
0: oh yeah dude i was like he's grabbed a shoe and a fucking something else oh it's like what, what's that going on here yeah. oh yeah so it's he, like why he did he have feather. to make himself gag
3: yeah so he he grabs a feather to make himself throw up to lure him in to the to the stall so he can I guess kill him but yeah he's not like, in the oh, stall Heinrich with I need help He's not in the stall with him, why does he actually need to throw up? He could just He doesn't,
0: he, yeah, he like, doesn't just like, even Oh I'm fucked up, man. Come help he, me. He really he does
3: he really commits to the bit. Like, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even really need
2: the shoe to clog the toilet. Like if you're just gonna fucking knock the guy out and put his head in the water
3: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he's going for authenticity. I mean you could just say, hey, come here a second and just whack him. Like the whole yeah. making your actually throw up and actually clogging the toys, like it's a little I, I respect the hustle, but you don't have to do all that. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then when he admits
3: to his mom later, like you killed
2: him, like, yeah, I killed him. Like, well, you went through <laughs> all of that trouble to to stage the
0: scene and now you're like, Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> That's a good example of what I was I couldn't really put my finger on, but like the whole After he has killed Heinrich and that conversation he has with Heinrich's mom, is just so – it feels alien. Like, Mm -hmm. the things that they're saying to one another. And it's like, yeah, it's counterintuitive because you're – you know, you have this quick plan that you just cook up and like a crime of opportunity thing. And you kill him, but then you're talking with the mom and you just let it all unfold. Like, yeah, this this is what happened. Yeah, I I killed your son. You know, it it just – it doesn't, it feels incongruous to like what his motive is, but then, I mean, his motive is kind of all over the place to begin with. Cause it seems at the very beginning, when we're in like reality, somewhat, he's trying to salvage his marriage and his, right. keep his family intact, and he's desperate to do so. And then it just goes off the fucking rails, and he, he does these big wild swings, like, I don't want to see Bob. I'm not going to be part of his life To, Oh fuck. He's being like alienated and like mistreated. He's like, I'm going to step up and, and he looks like he's going to be like solid dad. I'm taking care of the boy. You know, fuck you. We don't need you. And then it spirals with the introduction of this creature. And like, yeah, this is a hard one to like break down and and digest for sure. Yeah.
3: And, and, and then even stranger than that, I, I don't, I don't know if it's the, the wife that that uh that kills her, but the best friend gets killed. He finds her. Oh yeah, stabbed. Yeah. and then they hide the body. He starts hiding the body. But no, yeah, and then the, it's like oh, okay, her.
0: we're back. We're back in cahoots again. Like uh, yeah, I'm I'm helping you now. And knowing you have this this creature you just killed your best friend may maybe or maybe not because you knew that she was getting close to me and and then it could get close to the creature and her overarching thing is like trying to keep this this creature thing insulated and it, but then it like it counters what Sam Neill it's like what where's is, what what is his character trying to do right now like it seems like buddying up and then like helping like get rid of the body of the friend you just killed and all this shit i was like yeah that's where it's yeah it, t- like the last third or quarter of the film is even more weird than i thought it was gonna get yeah
3: it it kind of lost it kind of lo- lost me a little bit uh, from this point on because i, I was like I, I feel it it i was like i don't really know what anybody's after at this point like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was like, I have no know yeah. anybody what anybody's doing anymore yeah, I felt kind you know, of like and,
0: we're in a blender right now, and the director's well, just, like, adding ingredients. Well, in the private eye, who gets killed by the
2: wine bottle, his man-boy comes looking for him, and then right. doesn't he shoot her, but she's unaffected by it, and then she gets his
3: gun and shoots him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He either misses or or hits
0: her, and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Okay. And then she,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: One part too, I forgot to, and I'm I'm curious what you guys think, because this is how I kind of read it or what I'm thinking about is maybe not the first time you see the creature, for lack of a better, I don't think it's given a name or whatever, but maybe the second time you see it, and I kept thinking of like the title, Possession, when's this going to come into play? It seems like there's a scene where I think first it's Anna, and she's there with the creature. She's like cleaning up and we're just watching her in this, in her decrepit fuck house. And, um, it seems like she gets kind of possessed or there's something, there's some kind of like psychic linkage because she, she starts getting all weird and she's like looking around the room and the camera's kind of spinning around her. And it looks like maybe there's some communication or like that the creature is able to. And I only think this because I think later on after that, when Sam Neill first sees like, Oh shit. Like when he comes upon that house where, Anna is staying and he comes across the creature for the first time. He has like a weird moment where it seems like the creature like taps into him and he's like, Oh, like he he's doing this weird mm-hmm. thing to where maybe it tapped into his mind. And it's talking to him a little bit about what's going on. Did you guys pick up on that? Yeah. At all, there's, or? A,
3: there's a scene like that near the beginning too, where he's chasing her through the street and um, she's like, they're going back oh, and yeah, forth. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, this part where it seems like something's just, clicks in her head and her eyes get real wide she starts looking around and kind of goes off and i I, I picked up on that too near the beginning
0: like it was maybe like remote viewing or something or it's like there's some kind of weird psychic linkage that it doesn't matter time or distance like it can kind of just peek in like you're looking at your fucking ring camera or something did you pick up on that at all steve like that element like that there's something other than just like she's got she's holding this creature there for reasons no there was something else about it
2: i don't think i did so when the when the pi comes and he's like oh i need to check out the windows or whatever she's like oh everything's fine and is kind of just like monitoring him as he's going throughout the house but then when he goes to the back i kind of got the impression she was like all right go ahead you know
0: like yeah, I thought she's gonna be a little bit more nervous, but she it like gets to that last point. And she's like, "Yeah, well, fuck it."
2: Uh, I mean, she was like weird the now. whole time, like, "Oh, you don't need to. Oh, why? Why are you here?" But then when he yeah. went down the back, the back hallway, I feel like she was like, "All right."
3: Yeah, almost like she gave up. Yeah, I think because he, I, th- I think she kind of realized at that point there's no stopping him. Yeah, and then she gets preparing yeah. herself that she has to. Well, kill that's
2: him when she grabbed the wine. Like, are you sure you don't want a glass of wine? <laughs> like as a, a last ditch effort to distract him. And then when he didn't fall for it, she's like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to fucking cut you in the throat. Am, am I remembering this right?
3: <laughs> am I remembering this right? When she asked him if for the, if he wants wine, he, does he reply with something like I'm married or something like that? Am I, did I remember that right? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It was a very, it was a very strange response to her offering him a glass of wine or he go. he goes, no, yeah. he, I, he's, I'm married, I just came to check the windows or something like that.
0: Yeah, I, I, that does, I have echoes of that. I, I think maybe it was just like a weird, like nervous response from him to that, but. Maybe he said, I'm working, I don't know,
2: because I didn't hear half nah. the fucking movie.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the link I gave you, I was going to use that one too, because I saw it was like two hours and four minutes, and I was like, okay, cool, so this is like the uncut official fully and then it didn't have subtitles and i was like okay i gotta i gotta dig into my bag of tricks here because i i need subtitles especially for this fucking film um yeah i i feel like watching this without subtitles is a disservice to the viewer like this one definitely um almost demands that you have subtitles on for sure. I quit taking notes at this point, but like, so basically kind of where we're at is Heinrich's been killed and then shit gets even more nutty from this point on. It's like Sam Neill's in cahoots with Anna again. And they're, they're like trying to, to disguise or, or they're trying to get rid of evidence of all these murders that have taken place. People that are, getting close to like seeing the creature, basically anyone that's seen the creature other than Sam Neill is now dead. Um, and then remind me kind of where we are right here. So, like, I think, I think at this point for, I
3: think at this point the film switches to for undisclosed und, undisclosed reasons, his former employers are now after him. Oh, right, like, right, like right, the, right, right. The cops right. in the military are after him now for some reason, I guess, cause he didn't want to continue his job or.
0: Yeah. Cause at the beginning they hinted that, like, are you sure you don't want to continue? Like, uh, cause there's some, some talk about like a successor
1: Yeah, and
0: mm-hmm. Sam Neal's like, no, he's like, um, nothing could bring me back. I'm about, I'm all about family now. And, um, you know, like he's going to be out on leave indefinitely and he's whatever he's done has earned him or allowed him the right to do that. Um, cause they let him go, but yeah, I was confused about those two guys across the bridge watching him. And because they kind of, they throw back to them maybe three or four times throughout the film. I was Mm. like, what is this wrinkle? Like, I'm I'm sure maybe it's going to stitch it up towards the end. But um, I was thinking kind of towards the end, I kind of started thinking like, kind of like X files, like maybe they know about the creature somehow. And they're tailing him to see how far that goes. And they're just, it's like a, not a crime of a, it's just an opportunistic move. Like hmm. they've stumbled across maybe this creature and they're following him. I don't know. Uh, the whole pink sock thing. I need to watch this more and probably some like explain this film on YouTube. Cause I'm really curious about what that means. Cause then you start getting into like some clone shit and like, you know, like I, I really did like that reveal though. Like when Anna, they're on like that that winding staircase up. I know there's some weird shit that happens before that. Like the the cops are like on to Sam Neil. Maybe they're trying to pin the murders on him. And they go to his house, and there's a weird standoff. And Sam Neil ends up getting shot through like just above the heart, on the shoulder, and he fucking takes someone out. And then three cars like inexplicably fucking blow up. Like a blow up like a manic action scene. Um, well, when he takes a taxi driver hostage
2: and he says, you know, drive into the thing.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: uh, what? And then he bails, <laughs> bails out <all> my
0: pleasure. <laughs> on a motorcycle.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you're trying yeah, to create it's a, just, it's just a fever right? dream.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It really accelerates at that point too. But then there's like the reveal at the staircase, like Sam Sam Neil's got shot. He's like fucking bleeding out his mouth, and she's like, "Don't you want to see what I've been creating or whatever?" And like, and then it's like, "Oh, there's here's a we got a carbon copy with apparently green eyes. I didn't pick up on that, but we have a clone now of Sam Neil who's ostensibly been birthed from this squid creature um, via whatever mechanism. But and then. Uh, yeah. Th- then it gets even harder to parse out because, like, why did Sam Neil get to the top and throw himself off like the third story down? Was that to like buy this new clone time to like get away? Like, I, I, it's really hard to to decipher or understand like where people's allegiances lie at this point. Right. For me, I was like. I don't even know what the fuck's happening right now. I'm trying to take it in. Um, but yeah, I thought I, I wasn't expecting a clone coming out of the creature of Sam Neill. Like, oh, shit. But I guess I should have given that we see a, a clone of Anna earlier in. I think her name's Helen. This is Helen. The school yeah. teacher that looks just team, yeah. like her. Um,
3: oh, yeah. And you see, well, you see as you the more and more you see the creature, you start you see it turning into something more humanoid. And right, yeah. I guess you wouldn't pay attention to it upon f- first watch, or at least I didn't notice this, but um, you do see its eyes in an earlier scene. And they're, they're those bright green eyes that the teacher ha-
0: has. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I was like, dude, this thing just looks like fucking Glacius from fucking uh, Killer Instinct when it <laughs> like, zooms in on his face. Um, I don't know if you read this Pete's in, in your,
3: uh, when you were doing your research, but um, the uh, special effects uh person who created that creature into the animatronics and everything uh d- also did et
0: oh really nice yeah yeah i cannot That's remember awesome. his
3: name but yeah he, he uh he did the effects for et
0: damn hey steve have you seen et by nope. the way i think we brought okay yeah i think we were talking about spielberg a little bit we were talking about jaws and i i couldn't remember if you had said yeah et is a banger man it really is i
1: that's one that
0: i I remember watching (laughs) as like a kid but it wasn't this big spectacle movie for me it wasn't like a like my version of that was probably independence day like growing up like welcome to earth like that's the shit that was in my prime time but watching et later like older it's got a lot of charm to it. It's it's a really good and it's sneaky Halloween. It's like takes place where I always forget oh, yeah. that that it takes place during Halloween. So yeah, that's a good like right around this time of the year. Watch. I have, not,
3: I have not seen E. T. in years. I have it. On, I have it on Blu-ray. I picked up the Steelbook a couple of months ago, and it's it's still got the plastic on it. I have not. Uh, I have not revisited it, but I need to. I I, had, I probably haven't seen it in twenty years. It was a movie. One yeah. of the same way. It was one of those movies like I liked it when I was a kid, but it
0: wasn't. I was always put on Aliens
3: before I put on E.T. Yeah,
0: yeah. totally. Yeah, I always thought, like, oh, this is a soft kitty shit. Like, E.T., phone right. home. And, but you actually watch it and, like, get into it's 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 more than that. Like, I, I was, the the last time I watched it, um, I think last year, around Halloween time, because my wife was like, no, that takes place during Halloween. I'm like, you're on crack. I was like, "How E.T. is not halloween themed movie and she's like well it's not but it takes place during so it was it was a pleasant surprise and and beyond that too like it was just like it was a lot better than i remembered uh I, like i totally get it now why it has like that station in in cinema as being like one of these seminal films but um ruined john carpenter's career <laughs> so So
3: oh because of the thing the the thing yeah yeah right
1: Right, 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 right. (laughs) dude
0: that's the funny thing that you bring up john carpenter like with this film i i put a note i was like i put john carpenter question mark like i it kind of it gave me slightly like like a an international kind of like David Lynch and John Carpenter had a baby kind of movie. Like it gave me the, those vibes a little bit, maybe yeah. not so, not so much like the content or like um, definitely what's style, happening yeah. in the film. Yeah. Yeah. If John they Carp- would have had John- maybe a little bit more synth.
3: Right. Yeah. I could definitely see, I could definitely see Lynch um, cause it's definitely very like dreamlike. Um, yeah. Carpenter was, yeah. Carpenters are very straightforward. This is what the movie is about. This is what happening. Everything on screen is exactly the way it is, but yeah, I could definitely right. see that. Especially with the camera work and stuff too.
0: That's I think that's mainly what I'm pulling from is like just like the the technical aspect of this film mm-hmm. kind of just it, it it gave me that kind of feeling. But cool. So I, I liked the the kind of reveal, like I, I, I'm a sucker for kinda like doppelganger stuff. Going back to our first episode of, of Prestige, that's one of my favorite movies. So like like the uncertainty of, of knowing like, you know, how much consciousness passes so, from one to another where does it start where does it begin where does it end so what about the ending fuck man <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> uh, exactly I, I thought choice. that
1: was the most
3: i thought that was the most disturbing part of the movie when when uh the, their son bob is is telling uh the teacher helen not to open the door he just yeah. He said, oh open yeah door, open the door and he goes i don't know if he commits suicide he jumps in the tub face down and just floats there for a second it made me very uncomfortable <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah. totally. I didn't think that, or maybe the, like my, my, I didn't want to think that for the best reasons, but I remember at the beginning, he's like swimming around in the tub and that's like his trick. Like he had his, Mm -hmm. like, you know, his snorkel, like big ass goggles and he was dunking under to see how long he could hold his breath or like, he was like you know swimming in the ocean deep mm. i thought maybe that was like a coping mechanism or something like because everything's muffled and he's like okay i'm just gonna get this is what i right. do if if something if shit hits a fan this is my move i'm going into the tub and i'm gonna dunk under and but i hope he didn't commit suicide that way yeah For I, that's I thought even i thought they
2: had mentioned early on um like how long he could hold his breath like oh you did it oh so. okay
0: oh okay so I think th- oh, that's, that's probably right. like, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, oh, you did it for 80 seconds that time. Or so he was probably like, I'm just going to go up there and hold my breath as long as I can. I didn't take it as like a suicide
3: thing, but. Okay. Well, that, that, that makes me. feel <laughs> I definitely missed that early in the movie. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is heavy. This kid just offed himself.
2: But it was yeah. confusing. Cause it's like, okay. If, if the, the mom clone is better and the dad clone oh. is worse. Like we're, right, okay. What the, fuck, and man, then, what
3: the fuck? yeah. And then he also brought, I guess, I guess war. There was like shit just popped off outside. There were bombs and and sirens and, I know this is yeah, around the time yeah. of the Cold War. Did did that just? Were we in an alternate future where shit just popped
0: off in the Cold War at that point? Like. Yeah, like was that the beginning of like like thermonuclear war like right. going on, and that's the crescendo <laughs> that this film's bringing on? Or I was thinking like, oh, maybe this, and I didn't have enough time, and I I didn't do my due diligence, but I was I wanted to look in and see because they're West Berlin, uh, it's during the Cold War, it's we're in the eighties. I was wondering, like, is there a historical like event like where they dropped some bombs, or was there, you know? kind of i was thinking along the lines of um when i watched Suspiria, the remake of 2018 and they yeah. set it in west berlin mm-hmm. and there was some historical historically factual stuff going on with like a a prisoner exchange or a hostage thing going on that they put into the film while all this other weird shit's right. happening i i was yeah. wondering oh is that just was that like some kind of um like bombing raid or, or like something that happened, or are they just tying in like you know, or are they just making their own mythology there. Like like this judgment day is happening now. I don't know. But yeah, it definitely ends on. A- I think you might be giving them too much credit. Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I
3: think I think everything in the in the movie is intentional. It, uh, if it if not, I mean, it's definitely vague, but I think everything in there is 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 intentional he's got a meaning behind everything uh, it seems like
0: especially if he's drawing from like some autobiographical sources like of him of his divorce and he's trying to sprinkle in maybe he's like performing some kind of like therapy like via this film and putting stuff in and, and working it out while he's making the film who fucking knows. But one thing I, I made a note to, this is jumping back to it, like an, a random point in time, but there, I think it's probably around the two thirds, three quarter mark of the film where Anna goes back to Sam Neil's house. And it's like, it's overtly clear that she's in like some kind of like mania. I think this may be the scene where she's like grabbing shit out of the, the house is just, fucking yeah. in disarray and she's grabbing clothes and she's putting them like I gotta finish the laundry and she puts them in the fucking fridge and stood in that scene some of Sam I rewound it a couple times some of Sam Neill's facial expressions and the way he speaks is just fucking bonkers like I couldn't even put it into words like when she throws the shit into the fridge he like looks up and he's like okay and like goes off onto this other thing I was like dude this is such a fucking Weird film. Sam Neill's given some good face in this movie.
3: He has he has a,
0: a bunch of like just classic expressions in this. <laughs> yeah, he does, man. I I loved that about this film. Like I like like I said, I was biased. I'm a I'm a Sam Neill fan, and I can see like I don't know if this film like propelled him or where he was at in his career, but I can't see it not helping. Like just like how much he emotes and like everything that he th- that he lays out on, on the film, like it's, it's awesome. And the gal too, Anna, like going back to like the, the subway scene and the, the, when she goes into that church, like it's just, it's super, it feels raw. Like they were tapping into something and like, they got kind of lost in, in this film, but
3: yeah, as a, as a demo reel for, for their acting capabilities. I mean, they go through the entire range of emotions in this. So yeah, they, they, you know, they, if it proves they can go there, (laughs) if they need to,
0: yeah. Quotes by them too, like are especially poignant when they're like, you know, I could never do that again. Like, I don't even know if I'd mm-hmm. ever want to go there again and how like, it's like a young person's game, like having to be in that, that mode of like, like you could, that's something you can only do once and, and lay it all out like that. Cause I, I can only imagine like having to put that kind of perform and then like you get off set and you're like, you go back to reality. Mm-hmm. Like that must be so weird to like downshift and like, were they just like kind of living this throughout the, the, the entire shoot, you know, but um, when, she, when she put that electric knife to her throat,
1: yeah,
2: that was the, the fucking fucking nuts. Zop, 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 zop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then Sam Neil picks it up and you're like, and at this point in the movie, you're like, okay, well he's the sane one and he just starts cutting himself. And you're like, Oh yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Like it, it almost like he had to show like, Oh, I can do it too. You know, like, or something. I don't know what, what his motive. Yeah. Everyone's motive in this film is, is just weird, weird ass fucking film. But I think to sum up, since it was my first watch too, I liked it. This is like my kind of weird. Like I, I enjoyed the ride like quite a bit, even, I mean, sure. There was plenty of scenes. I'm like, what the fuck? Or I'm like, what's this mean? Like, what's this scene but like just like the performances the 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 way this director tied it all together the the camera techniques the technical aspect of it the the whole ball of wax i just i really enjoyed it as as an experience versus i'm gonna watch a movie
3: yeah yeah definitely um yeah and i i really enjoyed it i mean i i enjoyed a little bit less the second time around just because it was. I, I knew what I was in for, um, but I definitely think it's worth a watch. Um, I definitely think some more people should see. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. It's never. This type of movie is never going to be my favorite kind of movie. I like things that are a little. I, I like things like Alien. So Alien. It is a straight. It's a straightforward movie. It's about an alien that gets on a ship and kills a bunch of people. But it has metaphors in it too. I mean, it, it has metaphors about uh, sexual assault, rape uh feminism you don't have to know any of that to enjoy the movie it's about an alien that kills people but it has all those metaphors in there but it tells a coherent story at the same time so I, I those kind of movies are my favorite movie where they are they are very straightforward with the, their narrative and they have a pretty coherent like through line but they also have those metaphors if you want to dive deeper into it this is gets a little too out there and just kind of weird uh, without like that solid narrative Um so that's never going to be my favorite type of movie, but definitely I definitely think it's worth a watch. It 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 was a, it's a it's a good experience.
0: Yeah. Totally. I'm a, I'm on the same wavelength. Steve, you said you didn't like it. Do you have anything or you didn't like it particularly? It wasn't like a hard dislike, but do you have any final thoughts to sum up your experience no. of watching? No, not really. Okay. Um do any of you guys? I don't have a Denzel. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that. I think for our fallen episode because we're kind of I think we've tapped the well on that. But um, I didn't have really anything colloquial corner wise. Do any of you guys have any sayings or phrases that I think we've dumped on it too about like shit we hate? Is there anything you like or is there anything you've come across recently that you've found yourself saying or, or enjoying? Nope. <laughs> I don't Think so. <laughs> okay and i think last time we we kind of we we peppered quite a few the goals and i'm here for it and all that shit but yeah um i, I did enjoy that i did enjoy that
3: <laughs> <laughs> what there was there was there was a um there was some new slang where the kids were saying and i was like i want to start i want to start saying that and i cannot remember what it was and it just and i'm 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 in my thirties now and it just, it, it, it sounds like somebody's dad saying it now. It just, it, <laughs> it, it just, I was like, let, let, this is a new word. I was like, I'm still, I'm still cool. Let me, let me just try this out. And I said it and I was like, nope, nope. I'm, 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 i I've crossed that bridge. You, you can't say these new words anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, All right. I can't, I can't say, I can't say something's bussin'. I don't know what that means. It, that's for, that's for children. I don't, I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah, I I can't get away with that one either. I'll definitely throw a lit in here or there. A lit? I'll throw some ironically. lits in.
3: I'll throw some thirsties. Thirsties I can use. Um, yeah, bussin'. No. You gotta... No.
0: <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> you have to be under 25 to be able to say that? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Well, that'll put a pin in uh, possession. Um, I think it's a strong recommend from my end uh i i think especially if you're like myself if you're just a uh a a sam neill fan you're familiar with him i think it's interesting to see him as a young buck just like putting it out all on the line and um like knowing like subsequently what he's done from there uh i thought that was really interesting um and i think it's a it's a fun like uh international film like if you haven't seen a lot of like foreign films this is uh Zulawski's only english speaking film which i thought was interesting i thought with his kind of uh with this film and its reputation that he'd have more but he's really stuck to um making almost exclusively foreign films uh i don't think there's i look through his filmography there's nothing else that i'm familiar with but um yeah, this is an ex- it's an experience of a movie for sure, and I recommend it absolutely. Especially if you if you're looking for something kind of weird, kind of out there, mm-hmm. um, and I I do agree. Like this doesn't feel re- even though it's got creature and there's a lot of blood and it de- it definitely feels more like a heightened like thriller. Fever dream kind of flick uh, doesn't lean especially hard in the horror. And I mean, I can see like too like the um, like the elements of trauma associated with going through a crazy breakup, especially like maybe when kids are involved the ante quite a bit. Um, so I can see this being difficult too, for some people to watch. So
3: don't watch it. If you just went through a breakup,
0: yeah, I think that's a bad move. Yeah, stick to <laughs> – get some comedy in there and, like – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah, you'll have some kind of existential crisis for sure watching this. Because, I mean, there's a couple points where I flash back to, like, a previous shitty relationship. And I was like, fuck, I'm glad I didn't get that far, you know? Yeah. But Like, some <laughs> of the emotions that are coming through and, like, yeah, like, when you're in the mode of, like, I want to hurt you emotionally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not physically uh but like yeah just like i'm going scorched earth i'm carpet bombing mode right now i'm <laughs> right and a- you're just you're a- just palming a field low blows
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and it goes you both the ways director- too like oh hitting, yeah getting that getting those bombs and then throwing them back and that just whole like
3: yeah Ugh. do you think the director the director's ex-wife watched this movie and was like what the fuck like <laughs>
0: dude is that about i wonder, me, I wonder what she asshole? thinks about the movie <laughs> yeah i wonder yeah that's crazy i th- there's there's some other films i can't remember off the top of my head i think uh maybe a more mainstream because he's talked about it like uh ari aster talking about like midsummer being like mm. a-, a form of therapy for him like working through his demons and like a breakup he had and he kind of put that onto the celluloid with midsummer but i, I- I feel like there's more out there where I've heard that, like where it's almost like they're going through, like this is a form of therapy making this movie for me, you know? And I can definitely see that like with, with this guy, like, I mean, there's such a, a range of emotions and, and weird shit peppered through, but um, yeah, there are
3: definitely directors that, um, that they have and R.A. Aster is a, a good one um, where they have these reoccurring things, like motives in their movie and you're like they're they're definitely working out some stuff like ari aster's definitely had some family trauma and like some grief oh like yeah. serious grief in his life because it's in all his movies
0: yeah even some of the shorts like the uh what is it there's something about the johnsons Str- Str- about the johnsons oh my Str- god Holy god shit. that shit i i felt like i needed a fucking bath immediately <laughs> like after watching that
1: um <laughs> I don't you know, know I didn't. I,
0: you know, what, I there. I didn't
3: want a bath after I saw that. After I saw that, bath I was like, "I'm good probably on a bath." Bad call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, shower, hose off yeah. in the backyard, like Pulp Fiction yeah. style, maybe. But yeah, bath is a bad call. Um, yeah. I felt, yeah, I felt dirty after watching. Yeah, that, like 100. Uh, like,
3: there's a. Um, speaking of directors working stuff out, there's a um, there's a anime a Japanese director. He makes. Um, anime films uh makoto shinkai and all his films are about star-crossed lovers not mm-hmm. like missing connections and things like that and um it's like who who what high school girl what da- girl did you date in high school where y'all just moved to different <laughs> cities and you never saw her again like he's obviously working that out in every single movie <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think we may have brushed on this before. Is that the guy who did uh, like uh, the Place Promise in our early days? Yeah, mm-hmm. five
3: five centimeters dude. per second. Uh, yeah, your name.
0: Yeah, dude, I remember watching uh, the Place Promise in our early days in like 2005, and I was stoned. And I had like it wasn't like a groundbreaking experience, but it was like it was very uh, impactful. Like that that shit was great. Like it, it was like lost love is, is a,
3: is a reoccurring theme in his movies. <laughs> Speaking of people working stuff out, but yeah.
0: Yeah. That it really encaps, encapsulated, like, you know, these old tried and true tropes of like, you know, you know, love not reciprocated and, and like the yearning mm-hmm. behind things. Like it really tapped into that in like a, a real way, uh, for me and uh I haven't seen any of this I'm I'm a really lazy shitty anime fan but I've seen a couple things here and there like place promise in our early days I think there was another one it was like voices of a different star or vo- mm-hmm. voices yeah. of a distant star that was like a short or or something really obscure that maybe I don't know where that fits in his timeline or if it's even connected but that one really resonated with me too a lot like I was like whoa shit I saw these things when I was younger when I was like you know, super neophyte on a lot of stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought him up. That what's his name? Uh, Shinkai, uh, this is... uh, Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, I yeah. I need to whenever I'm able to cobble up some free time. I ne- there's a lot of shit I need to catch up on. Yeah, it, it's good. If,
3: it's good if you space those movies apart because he 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 kind of he kind of beats that uh he kind of beats that dead horse um <laughs> as far as that theme. Like I I, I get it, bro. Like you. you... <laughs>
1: Someone <laughs> broke your
0: fucking heart. <laughs> we we get it. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Steve. I know you're you're not uh, the world's foremost anime fan, so we're kind of leaving you on an island there. So I know um, nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all, good. all right. So that that's gonna tie up uh, possession for us. Just a couple quick uh, uh, housekeeping bits. One one thing, we did have a retort. Here from uh brandon uh we we were just on uh ghoulish uni's uh mm. halloween special covering vhs2 where steve went on to berate uh poor brandon um <laughs> a person he's never spoken or interacted <laughs> with before it just it was kind of a bit that just kept going that was pretty fun um all, all in good fun yeah totally he gets it. I don't um, think I got to that part. That
3: that podcast was like 8 hours long. I don't think I got to that yeah. part yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, recording it real time, we went off on some tangents. We had a we had a good time. Maybe too much too much fun. But um so Brandon re, uh responded. He sent me a note. He said uh Hey boys, it's Brandon. You know the guy that Steve blasphemed through the whole Ghoulish universe <laughs> ghoulish University Halloween extravaganza. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Maybe if you take a minute to wipe the cum out of your eyes and your ears, you'd know a good thing or two. Like calling Prince and the Prince and the Queen bad, you're fucking crazy. But kidding aside, I've been loving what you guys have been putting out. And I'm always excited to see you pop up in the podcast queue. Keep up the good work work, shit bags. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon, for listening. Uh he is uh he always drops me a note and says, Hey, this was a cool episode. So thank you very much for listening, man. I, I really appreciate it. And uh we appreciate it. And uh of course, Loved, no heart. Feelings. Love Brandon. <laughs> love <laughs> love the guy. Now it's great. Now it's the, the opposite. We're in a love fest now. Great guy. Always stood by him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Brandon's um, definitely in my top 50 Canadians right after Chad Kroger of Nickelback family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, that, that's one that I'm curious about. I don't even know where he sits with, with Nickelback. He is a Canadian. He uh, is a Canadian. A, a, a filthy hoser.
1: Um, <laughs> Him. I'll, I'll host uh, a Alex Trebek,
0: friend.
2: Wayne Gretzky. Will Arnett. Arnett? Bieber you
0: don't want to be where the puck is you want to be where the puck is going (laughs) Wayne Wayne Gretzky all right Uh, (laughs) was that our Gretzky Uh, devotional for the week yeah Yeah. totally (laughs) the Gretzky devotional Uh, all right you guys got any any final thoughts anything else you want to say before we kick off here nope all
3: right I am good. I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I uh, I think I make the distinction of uh, being one of the last people on the uh, straight chilling Slack chat that doesn't have a podcast. So um, you know, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for popping sweet. that cherry.
1: <laughs> it was
3: fun. i I'll, um, I'll probably have a podcast next week now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it. I think it spawned like now, like this collective. It, it's like there's like three or four or five, maybe even. It's a lot, podcasts. Yeah. And I, I mean, part of it, you know, people were doing the their own thing. I know, like like Shaggy and um, uh, Jose, Jose. Yeah. They kind of had their own thing cooking up, but mm-hmm. um, they they're still very much a part of the the uh straight chilling community but it has brought others together that otherwise wouldn't have you know connected Mm -hmm. and like we wouldn't i wouldn't know nick uh hydroberg from a cut above or jacqueline or or logan or nate the two nates you know so we wouldn't have been able to go on there so it's kind of cool to see where that's kind of um it's brought people together and and allowed for you know like this crossover which is really a cool thing and i'm i'm super glad too that you had mentioned this and that we we got this together to to talk about uh possession and i'm sure we'd love to have you back on for something in the future too whether or not it's horror centric or not um but yeah this is a great time thank you very much for making the time Miles and coming on. Um, this is a fun one to talk about. I was really excited because it's such a weird fucking film to talk about with other people, you know. Because sometimes you watch these and then like you're back to yourself and you're like, you comb on the internet and look at a couple things. So it's mm-hmm. it's cool to like actually talk to people right uh, about these kinds of films, especially. So thank you again. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone, I'm I'm curious to see if anybody else has seen. Uh, possession, what do you think of it? Do you have any insights, anything that we we missed uh, that you want to touch on? You can send us an email at wax at waxingtheporpoise.com or you can reach out to us on either of our socials. Instagram is porpoise, and Twitter is at waxingtheporp. Um, so yeah, next week, I don't know what the fuck. I'm, I'm all over the place. I don't know what we're talking about next week. Uh, so, surprise episode. Surprise. Um, <laughs> We'll see. Uh we, we definitely got a, a, a couple cool things lined up um and one in particular that will that will break the the mold a little bit. Um but yeah we'll have we'll have some movies and, and some unexplained cases to talk about pretty soon here. So as always, thanks for joining us and uh, leave us a like, rating, review, Apple, where the hell you get your podcasts. Uh and thanks for tuning in. Later, gang.